We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, you want to try it for some rapid fire? I think it's time. I think the gods are telling us that we need to hit this. I know. (laughs) I know. Let's start with this question from Benjamin. What are you looking forward to most about the upcoming football season? Points. Like, I'm looking forward to points. Like, I really enjoyed the Gator Bowl because Notre Dame's offense was scoring points. And I realized, you know, half the offensive staff has turned over and blah, 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 blah. Bunch of these guys are back. I love the offensive roster. I really do. I know the guys did a show about this. I didn't watch any of it because I was working, but I know the guys did a show about how excited they are for the offense and the roster and all of those different things. I am like that is by far what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, there's question marks on the defensive side, but if Notre Dame can average 40 points a game, I don't care. Like they're going to be outscoring teams and it's going to be just fine. So I can't wait for the fireworks offensively. Yeah, I think that's that's it for me as well. That I mean, that's I, I think that with all they've got between Hartman transferring in, you know, and even you know whether it's Tyler Buckner out there at times as well, but with what they've got at the skill positions, I think we're going to see a lot different looking offense this yeah. year, and that's that's for sure what I'm looking forward to as well. And I don't care how they score those points, bombs, short stuff, running the ball. Just, I want to see the scoreboard just light up, you know, throw some fireworks behind the big screen. Let's get this thing rocking. Like, let's make Notre Dame Stadium a party place with just, you know, score after score after score. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. On the subject of Notre Dame football, which we obviously talk a lot about here, <laughs> does does Notre Dame hiring Gino Gadouli and Joe Rudolph outweigh losing Brian Mason? Man. No, I, I sell that. I don't. I don't think that. It, I know that wasn't a buy or sell, but I'm still selling it. It's still, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does not outweigh getting rid of Brian Mason. I think Brian Mason might have been your MVP coach from last year. And at the top of the show, I talked about. I don't know if Brian Mason is going to have a great second season at Notre Dame, like you know he had his first season. That was a mm-hmm. lot to live up to if he was still sticking around. And I and I think that's a legit statement to make. But losing him was the first time I was like, dang, like that stinks. You know, like I was looking forward to the special team second act, you know, this year and what Brian Mason was going to be able to do. So 
I don't think it does outweigh it. I think losing Brian Mason is is a tough, tough loss. It, it just is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And apparently Sean is gone again. And so I am interested. I wanted to hear what Sean had to say about this whole, uh, this whole situation uh, about, you know, what, if it outweighs or not, because he's the one that comes up with these questions. And so I was wondering if he was leaning one way or the other, based on the fact that he came up with this question and, you know, Gino Gadouli and Rudolph and all of these different things. I was curious to see where he came, and if he's not as big of a Brian Mason fan as I was, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but for me, losing Brian Mason is is tough. I mean, he used his one year at Notre Dame to his absolute benefit. I mean, like I said, the second act of him leaving, or I mean, of him coming back to Notre Dame, I don't know if he could have lived up to his first one. I don't know. So... We'll see. We shall see. Okay. But, but you know what? I'm going to wait a couple more seconds, see if Sean comes back, but then I'm going to be, I'll throw the questions out to everybody else and we'll have some fun with this thing. Right, we'll see how it goes. Anthony wants to be a part of the show. I'm cool with it, man. Like bring it on. We're, we're going to do the, we're going to finish off this thing together and uh, we're going to have some fun with it. So next question, fill in the blank. Okay, or fill in the blanks. It's multiple blanks here. Notre Dame men's basketball. Uh oh, he's back. I hear can, him. Can you hear me? I can. Woo! Okay. I just I, about to go to the next question, but I I want your answer for the first one. I unplugged my regular microphone, so oh, okay. I'm I'm just using the computer microphone now. So hopefully that helps. Who the hell? I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you. We're good. What, Whatever. what question what question were we on Vince well, what the first what? one about the outweighing with Rudolph and Gadouli yes. outweighing the loss of Brian Mason I was curious Gadouli and Rudolph yes. yeah I, I I think I agree with the gist of what you're saying I mean you're still losing you know you 
one, you gain two quality coaches in Gadouli and Rudolph. Um, but I don't think that they outweigh or, or offset what you're losing in Brian, Brian Mason. Because Brian Mason proved in a very short amount of time that he wasn't just a good special teams coach. He was an elite special teams yeah. coach. That's why he went from Cincinnati to Notre Dame to the NFL <laughs> in a short amount of time. Yeah. So right. while you're you're still gaining two quality offensive assistant coaches in Gadouli and Rudolph, I don't think that they outweigh losing Mason because of the impact that he had in a short amount of time. Again, right. just like what we talked about earlier and what I think you said before I disconnected again mm-hmm. is the is like I would have liked to seen him here a couple more years and see if he's able to sustain it. You know, like Jesse and I were talking yesterday. No one expects you to block seven kicks in a year, but if you if you end up two, three, four a year consistently, that's that's still pretty acceptable. Yeah. And then you know, like in your big years, if you're up there around seven, eight, nine, you know, you're you're obviously going to take that as well. So I, I think he's going to be a big loss, and there are big shoes to fill in replacing Brian Mason. Well, and and I I'm also curious to see like you know USC basically you know game planned around how good Brian Mason's special teams were right the yeah. quarterback was kicking and you know all of these different things stayed away from him yeah how does Brian Mason then respond to that right because you know that teams were going to copy that or they were you know just like the NFL is a copycat lead so is college football right football in right. general so how would he combat that. You know, what would his response be? Those are the kind of things that I was interested in seeing this year. Interesting. Salty says I sound better. Great. So that's so it's really <laughs> so should I just shove should I just throw this like through the window or like what? It's a different what am sound. I to do? It's a different sound. <laughs> okay. It's not as crisp, but it's different. It's not bad. All right. Fill in the blanks, plural. Notre Dame men's basketball opens ACC tournament play tonight against Virginia Tech. It would be blank if they win two games to advance to the tournament quarterfinals and blank if they win three games and make it to the semifinals Friday night. It would be surprising if they won two games. It would be miraculous if they made it to Friday. Because that would mean that they had to win. How many was it the for the second one? Three, four, three. They've got to win three games which, to get to the to the semifinals. Which means they would have to double their current ACC win total. Yeah, that's right. So that would be a miracle if that actually took place. An absolute miracle. Yeah, and that's. I think I'm. You know. <laughs> to me, it would be a fluke if they beat Virginia Tech tonight. Do I think they could beat Virginia Tech? Sure. But miracle yeah. is the exact word that I had to get to Friday, It you know, to win three games to get to the semifinals. Because, you know, Notre Dame is the number 14 seed to begin with. Virginia yeah. Tech is, is the 11 seed. And, you know, they won. Virginia Tech only won by six. They scored a ton of points, though, a 93-87 to 87 game in Notre Dame's 0 for 7 February <laughs> that Oof. they had, you know, but they, they lost all but one of those seven games in February by single digits. So they were in games, but they, you know, couldn't punch through NC state is who that they would, they would have to play next. They're the sixth seed. Obviously it's going to get a little bit better every time. They only beat the Irish by three in January, you know, but then they would get the number three seed 
Clemson in the quarterfinals, and Clemson just got done just pasting them <laughs> over Oof. the weekend. So Oof. they've been in a lot of games, haven't been able to push through. I've been there before myself, and it sucks. But, you know, by this time of year, I think that you are pretty much yeah. what you are. And unfortunately, yeah. I think they're more likely to lead a game by 10 and then end up losing than they are to make any kind of run like that to win. Like, if they win tonight, that's almost all you can ask for from Absolutely. this team at this point. Anything else is gravy. You know, but, like, I realize, again, it's it's a little bit apples to oranges, but Washington State in the Pac-12 tournament, in the women's tournament, they were the number seven seed, and they ended up winning the whole thing last weekend. That's true. Beat, some, beat a bunch of ranked teams along the way. So I guess crazier things have happened, but I think miracle is the right word for getting to the uh, to the semifinals. So I feel like, so I've got the game on right now, and I, I turned it on. I wanted to see where they were at. They're supposed to start at seven. They're kind of tipping off here in about a minute. And I was kind of hoping Mike Bray is going to bring back the mock turtle neck. It's probably the last game he's ever going to coach at Notre Dame. Should that actually should have brought back a little sweet luck. If he, had, if he had gone mock turtle in a, in a sports yeah. coat, just like the – Yeah, those absolutely. Years. But he, he went – he decided – he started to go with the uh, the quarter zip. Uh, but So I have to say I'm a little disappointed in his outfit choice. Yeah, well, you know, the, <laughs> the mock was basically telling us all along, I really want to be able to wear quarter zips, and he just never you know, went the quarter zip route. <laughs> and it's like he should have just been taking style advice from Bob Huggins all along, I think. So, yeah. Uh-huh. All right, Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles is confident he can get first-round picks – in both 2024 and 2025 in exchange for the Bears' number one overall pick this in this year's draft. The Colts are one of the teams, of course, in desperate need of a franchise quarterback. They're sitting there at number four. Would you want your team to give up that kind of draft stock to move up three spots to the top of this year's draft? Like we're talking this year's draft specifically. Right. My team did do that. The Bears. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> they moved up one spot though, didn't they? <laughs> well, they they gave up like their entire draft uh, uh, to get uh, the the pass rusher um, from the the Raiders. Khalil um, Mack. I, yes, thank you very much, Khalil Mack. They like gave away like their number ones for the next two years. Now he was awesome. He was really really good, but right. they had no offense to back up what he was doing. So they had an incomplete roster because they had no first round picks. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, I guess if you're, if of course there's no guarantees. And so this is going to sound ridiculous. I was going to say, if you can guarantee you're going to get an actual franchise quarterback, then yes, you absolutely do that. But there's no guarantees that that's the case. And I'm not convinced that there's a franchise quarterback in this draft. And so I would be real happy that if if the Bears would do that, absolutely accumulate those draft picks, man. But I would not give them up to get the franchise quarterback. I wouldn't. Yeah, and that's because like when you look at, I I totally agree. Like I'm not sold enough. It's it's right. not like you've got like it's it's not like the Peyton Manning Ryan Leaf draft. We're like at right. least going into that draft. You know, Leaf obviously turned out to be a bust, but there were a lot of people who thought Leaf was going to be the guy, and not. Peyton Manning like you don't have those two type of guys right. in this draft so I could see giving up this year's number one and next year's but 
the next two years for what Oof. you're getting in return, it's it's really a roll of the dice. So I would I would not want to give that up because you know, like teams, the way teams approach the quarterback now, it's a lot more disposable. Like even in the first round than it has been before because once they get to that second contract the money that you've got to pay them oh, so yeah. they're more willing to just cut bait you know like look at the jets you know drafted yeah. drafted quarterbacks high in the first round of, you know just a couple of years apart and they 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 moved on and and got what they could i you're giving up the next 2 years of a first round pick so you have to be That's really really confident in what you're getting and so like i agree like if my team was the Bears and they stood to get those, of course I would want them to yeah. get those kind of picks in return. But if but if I'm the one that's got to move up, I would not want my team to do that because I'm just not sold enough on any of these guys. Sell, sell, sell. Like that is not smart. Yes. NCAA's Rules Committee has recommended the adoption of some new rules changes for the upcoming season. Now, these still have to be approved, but this is the okay. Rules Committee that has recommended them to be approved down the line within the next couple of months here. But the biggest change is something that we've talked about the running clock Mm -hmm. after first downs. Like now they stop the clock on first downs in college. They have recommended that you go to a running clock like the NFL does with the exception of the last two minutes of each half. So you get under two minutes and a half and then the clock would stop after a first down. Do you buy or sell this potential, potential change for college football? I actually buy it. And and normally I am a sell changing the rules kind of guy. Like I'm, I'm just a curmudgeon old school guy. But in this particular case, for three quarters of the game, more than three quarters of the game, you don't need to stop the clock after a first down. You just don't. I, I would be happy with the fact that they would the last two minutes or the last four minutes or the last whatever, you know, and, and pick your time. I, I don't really necessarily even care what it is. But yeah. So at least you have the last like drive, maybe two drives where the clock is stopping. Right. That's, that's fine. The rest of the game, that is a great way to speed things up a little bit. That's, that's useless time. That is useless time. Run it, run it. I'm fine with it. I agree. Uh especially like they were talking about there were there were proposals to stop it on out of bounds plays and you know or keep the clock running on out of bounds oh, okay. plays nah. remember as soon as the ball was spotted I did not like that I like this because again you need to speed things up again mm-hmm. you, you already have the fact that there are so many instant replays in college football I think this help keep, helps keep the game moving a little bit but at the same time you know, under two minutes of the half, your two minute drills and and that kind of thing, then you the clock would stop in those situations. So I like the and and part of the goal, part of the things that they're shooting for here is to, you know, eliminate some plays over the course of the game because the college football playoff is going to be expanding in a few years, and they're talking about wear and tear on the bodies and you know all that kind of stuff. So they're trying to eliminate some plays from the game. We, we know that it works in the NFL. I see no reason not to do it in college football as well. Yep, I agree completely. So the SEC is looking at the possibility of playing a nine-game conference schedule with no divisions once Oklahoma and Texas join the conference next year. If they do that, they would play three permanent rivals every year, 
and rotate the other six opponents. Alabama's three perennial teams would be LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee. So Nick Saban, of course, he's not happy with that. He says, quote, if you play more games, I think you have to get the three fixed opponents right. They're giving us Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU. I don't know how they come to that decision. End quote. So are Nick Saban's comments fair or foul, Vince? They're foul because five years ago, he would have been super happy playing Tennessee because they stunk. Exactly. I, it, it's completely because foul. they happen to be good, he's, he's all right. crying about it. Like, suck it up, dude. Like, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Like, you, <laughs> you're going to have to play decent teams. You can't always play the Citadel and Northeast West Miami State. Like, you're going to have to play some tough teams. Sorry, dude. I am I have no problem with it. It's just completely out of bounds for Nick Saban to not be happy with that. Auburn and, is your is your rival, right? Right. And and Tennessee, okay, they're up and down. Yeah, they're up right now, but they're up and down. And, you know, LSU, are they going to be up here forever? Eh, probably not, if we're being honest. So, yeah, I th- stop it, dude. Just... Play the schedule that you're given. Yeah. I mean, you're Nick Saban. You're at Alabama. You've won seven national championships. You know, why do guys like Saban and Gino Oriema, you know, who've dominated their sports, always whine every time somebody wants to move their cheese a little bit? You know, right. like that's the, it, it's it's always the guys at the top, you know, who are getting their their feathers ruffled and they're the ones who have had the most success. It's like suck it up, put on your big boy pants now, you know, because just just what you said, things are gonna change over time. One, Auburn is your biggest rival. Like you said, they're not good every year. Tennessee, basically for the last 20 years until the last couple of years, they weren't very good. You know, it's just that Tennessee happens to be good right now. So he's upset about it. Of course. And, you know, LSU Alabama is a, a ratings bonanza. And it's, you know, it's not the level of Auburn, obviously, but it's still a, a pretty big sure. rivalry in the SEC. You don't want that, you know, rotated you know, like every, what, five or six years or something like that. You need to play LSU with some regularity. You know, like, who does he want to replace Tennessee with? You know, I'm sure he would want Vanderbilt on there. Of course he would. (laughs) You know, so. Of course, Vanderbilt, Missouri, and, you know, whoever. Like, no, dude. That's right. That's right. You know, like, when Mike, you know, like, speaking of, you know, when Mike Bray got to Notre Dame, when they were still in the Big East, you know, he had to play UConn twice every year. Why? Because right. Notre Dame is is a, a brand product. And this is when UConn was still, you know, top 10 mm-hmm. team, even number one winner national championships. Like Notre Dame had to suck it up for the good of TV ratings, basically. Even though, you know, Bray's program was decent, but they weren't at that level. They won some of those games, you know, right. but it's like sometimes you got to pay the price because you're you're the cash cow, <laughs> you know, and and the matchups that you play are going to be cash cows. It's that's like you said, heavy, heavy is the, is the head that wears the crown. Like yeah, exactly. you're at the top of the heat. You got to do it. You got to suck it up sometimes. Right. And do you think those other teams are happy? They get to play Alabama every year. Probably not. Right. It, it, despite what Brian Kelly said about how he wants to play the best of the best. Well, if that's the case, BK, then I want to see your out of conference schedule, get a little bit more beefed up before right. you start telling me you want to play the best of the best. Like, come on, man. Right. That is, I was actually surprised I didn't see that well, one in a uh, in a question. And I was actually surprised man. that 
they don't have Arkansas LSU as oh, part really? of their fixed rotation because I always thought I always thought that that was like a big kind of rivalry game, you know, because Louisiana and LSU or you know, or, or Louisiana and LSU. Arkansas is just north, you know, of it's sure. adjoining with with Louisiana. Just that that used to be one of those rivalry games that they played the day after Thanksgiving all the time, right? Until that went away. But yeah, yeah. So, but that's not going to be part of LSU's rotation. So, I mean, they're right uh, right now. Their their non conference is Georgia State, Army. Uh, let's see here, Grambling, and Florida State. Like those, yeah. those are their four non-conference games right now. Yeah. Like really best of the best BK. Come on, man. Exactly. Exactly. So Rich Eisen said on his radio show that he's heard Tom Brady could unretire for a second straight year. Do you buy or sell Brady coming out of retirement again? I started that rumor and uh, I'm glad that Rich Eisen was able to pick up on it. No, I look, I sell it completely. I, I'm I'm good with Tom Brady being where he's at. He doesn't need to be playing anymore. It, you know, there's nothing really he can do to his legacy to make it, you know, negative or anything, I don't think, at this point. But if last year's any indication, like, dude, it's time to hang it up. I mean, it, it's time. You can't – you are no longer able to put a team on your shoulders – and 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 will them to the Super Bowl like that that time is gone in my opinion it's okay to ride off into the sunset man it's okay sell update to this by the way Uh I sent you this question obviously earlier in the day and then about an hour before this show started I saw Tom Brady retweeted a reporter's tweet about this and here's what Brady's tweet said goodness in reference to this subject, anyone who thinks I have the time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. You know what? Good on Tom Brady. That is a hilarious right. response. That's right. I agree with everything you said. Like, apparently this time, by the way, he filed the paperwork, you know, like oh, okay. retirement paperwork and all this stuff. He didn't do that last year. Gotcha. So, like, he's already gone a lot farther and i mean adopting the kitten just puts it over the top basically that's great so that's great <laughs> that's that right. is funny so yeah. this that's rich eisen said that's what he was hearing at the combine that that was like one of the big rumors that came up but uh tom brady's also are already shot it down so you know what one of the I other agree. big it's like yeah that, i mean that's what that's what like when he pushed back the broadcasting thing for a year it's like oh man you're yeah. leaving yourself wiggle room you're like sure. it could happen but you know you know what one of the other big rumors at the combine was that michael mayer is not a good tight end so <laughs> the rumors at the combine are garbage that's the way i look right. at it right now right well i'll tell you what you know i made my jason witten comparison the last couple shows yeah, my you know my Jason Witten comp, and that's like a big thing going on in Dallas right now. Like, Cowboys fans are panicked that they might actually draft Michael Mayer with the twenty sixth pick in the draft. Why are they panicked, the Jason Witten? Because they want somebody other than a tight end. Oh, you don't want like the best security blanket possible for Dak Prescott? Yeah, they're 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 like fawning over these two you know rookie projects that they drafted last year and they think that that's 
suitable. You don't want an elite tight end. You no. Know, you take a couple guys you put together in a back room someplace. So come on now, come on. I'm I'm on record. Like I would I would love it if that's oh. who they get. Look, I love Cole Komet. Don't I mean, me there wrong. there are other needs. Don't get me wrong. Right. Just like every team, but I would love it. Mm. Absolutely. Any look. What I heard somebody say something uh, the other day. You know, whatever team Michael Mayer ends up getting drafted to, their offense automatically got better. Period. Like, yeah. I, and there's there's no argument that you can give me that will convince me otherwise. None. Right. He's right. a starter walking in the door. He's and a he makes plug your and play guy. Yes. Day one. Yes. yes. No doubt. Because the biggest thing with him is, you know, he's he's not just running, you know, running away from guys, running down, you know, like he understands concepts. Yes. And he understands the spots in the defense. He understands how to get open. And he also obviously can, you know, can fight for those 50-50 balls and, you know, combated mm-hmm. catches and stuff like that, as they've talked about. So yep. that's I think he's a guy that you drop right in on day one and completely agree with what you're saying. Your offense is automatically going to get better. All right. Well, we made it through at the end after uh, <laughs> ditching the microphone. My headphone setup is a little bit different without him, but uh, I bet we made it through. Um, hit the like button if you would. Appreciate you stopping by tonight. Don't forget, no show tomorrow because we'll be over at Notre Dame doing all those offensive interviews, including Sam Hartman, Gino Gadouli, Joe Rudolph, and others as well. And then uh, we'll have uh, we'll have some audio from some of those guys on Thursday's show when Vince and I are back. So talk to you then. Wait. Yes, sir. I'll be there. I'm excited. Woo! Sounds good. We'll talk to you later. Ivy Nation Sports Talk. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.